It's Kiki O'Clock, bitch. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You came back. You are here. So happy to have you back in the lounge today. Hi. That was so gross. Ew. I know. I was like, what? That was Annabelle. <laughs> you were possessed for I was a moment. Possessed. I'm gonna say that so I don't have to own that fucking really <laughs> creepy moment. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh my gosh. Well, hello, babes. We are so glad you came back to us. We are always so shocked and grateful that you want to listen to us talk. Makes us feel good inside. <laughs> that's very true we are super we're super grateful to have you here and um you know go on a go on a journey with us hey bitches sorry that there is a moment i had to look up some content so that i could be prepared because i did not prepare properly before <laughs> the microphones turned on <laughs> technical difficulties guys so. and that's on being a triple air sign Okay, (laughs) so of course, what do we do at the start of every episode? Our trigger warning. This trigger warning is a little different this episode because um, this is about medical issues and um, medical trauma and that can look different to everybody. And so if any time you feel triggered, take a pause, take a breathe and back up because you deserve that for yourself but you know your own boundaries so go at your own risk but we will also be um, adding some resources and things and more educational documents to the show notes per use so if at any time you feel like you want to know more about this content please do so we encourage you to do so dig deep become experts on these stories Um, We really hope that we do spark an interest in you because that's the point. Um, A lot of what we'll be talking about today, you know, we aren't experts at, as we like always say every episode, (laughs) is it is through our lens and then we do a little Google, Google and we (laughs) get um, off of credible sources, uh, .org, .edu, all that fun shit. But we get little snippets that cater to our points that we are making. And that's kind of what we do. This is not a thesis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is this is a very brief overview to give you a little backstory, just a little drop in the bucket about other, you know, things that you may be experiencing, people, you know, may be experiencing, um, you know, things like that. So I don't know. And things you're going to hear about today. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, this episode, I'm going to be kind of the main voice you hear most of the time. So, um, that could be a trigger warning in itself. Maybe you don't want to fucking hear my voice the whole time. But anywho, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, I'm on the back burner today, baby. (laughs) Is she going to take the wheel next month? (laughs) Sipping my my Dr. Pepper. the dr p well next i don't know if it's next month or the month after but um whatever (laughs) so this is like a very vulnerable topic for me um because you know medical care is very personal um obviously in a lot of ways and we live in the united states and the united states does not allow for us to really explore our medical conditions or have access to the treatments that we need just on a basis right you know that's pretty much across the board um 
you know, and, and of course there's varying privilege within that system. Um, but a lot of people don't have access and a lot of people don't have treatments. And when we were discussing, you know, topics for our, the pod, this came <laughs> up because, you know, one thing that, of course, being someone that experienced it was I just felt like there wasn't a lot of spotlight on it. Yeah. Um, that there wasn't a lot of talk about like the discrimination that individuals feel within the medical field. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, or like within like trying to discover what's wrong with them. Like, yeah, basically having to be an advocate for themselves for their own care. And like, yes, we aren't taught that sometimes you need to do that. Or that you honestly have to do that to live yeah, in certain I, things. I feel like most people think doctors are the end-all be-all. Yeah. You know, they're the, almost like a word of God vibe where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, that would be rude. Like, you go, you go to them to ask questions. It's like, exactly. Oh, nah, dude, fuck them. They're just some dudes who, like, cheated their way through a degree. Like, yeah, at the at the baseline, right? Yeah. And, like, sometimes it's better than that. But yeah. most, yeah, most doctors out there, like, you're entirely correct, is, like, they did a lot of like book work and then they realized the real world is not black and white, but mm-hmm. they still try to apply black and white to the real world. And that is how so many things are messed up. Totally. And we'll go definitely more into detail about this because it is so important. But the root of this medical practice is in a lot of bias and hatred and not in scientific data or in a very biased scientific way where they only did things on certain people or they only researched certain people, things like that, yeah. where you can't apply things, right? You know, yeah. for example, um, the common signs of a heart attack that we all learn, um, that's actually like for basically white men, like how white men present for a heart attack. Yeah. And so a woman will not present in the same way as a man for a heart attack. And so more women die from heart attacks because they do not have the, nor- the signs that we are taught to look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's just like a very, yeah. um, you know, that's the first, one of the first examples I can think of, yeah. but there's a lot of indication of that out there. Totally. Um, and a lot of it is built on a lot of misinformation as well. You know, And something that really um, affects me is how ingrained fat phobia is in the medical field. Yeah. You know, BMI, body mass index, is a falsehood in and of itself. It is (sighs) not science. It was used by insurance companies to determine whether they would want to cover you. Each insurance company had a different version of what they considered to be like a healthy weight for whatever. And talk about only on white men. The BMI was only ever tested on on white men who like were most of them had like a lot of like muscle mass. So it was like talk about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And not only is like insurance companies based on the BMI to this day, like people still take that into account, like in, like in heavy account. But the whole yes. medical system, they use it all the fucking time. Yes, they Nutritionists do. use it. Like people, in, like if you're a personal trainer or whatever, that's like, it's in everywhere. Like, yes, people think it's like, it's fact, period. And it's like, no, dude. So even the shit that you think is like scientific data, it's fucking bunk as shit. Yeah. Not, not you, but like, you know. No, I know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm and so that's, passionate about but that. But that is... <laughs> You know, that's pretty scary to know that, like, that's a foundation for somebody that is trying to assist you in treatment. Absolutely. And then 
in America, you know, we can only speak through an American lens. Fat people are blamed for their fat. Like fatness is a disease and it is not seen as a side effect or a symptom. It is seen as the cause. It is seen as the root. And that's not the case. Um, fat is a, is a symptom. Um, and this is, you know, kind of goes into my story. So as I've talked about in previous pod episodes, um, I, I do have disordered eating in my history. Um, you know, that is something that I've always really struggled with, uh, in life. And um, with my body image and things like that. So I already had a very like skewed viewpoint of my body. Um, I've also been like a pretty sick individual my whole life. Uh, like I've had a lot of illnesses. Yeah. Um, I was diagnosed with acid reflux uh, when I was in like fourth grade. There was like. The whole reason I was diagnosed was I literally did not get hungry or full for like six months. And that was very strange. <laughs> it was just like this neutral feeling. And then they did an endoscopy and realized like I had really severe acid reflux. So I was like taking medication for that when I was like a kid. Yeah. Um, My periods were always like extremely intense. I would bleed way more than any other girls around me to the point where I was like, embarrassed almost to talk about my period because like the size tampons I would bleed through. I mean, I would bleed through a super tampon in an hour on like my, you know, second and third day on my, on my flow. Um, and I would have to like wear pads and tampons because I didn't have enough time in my day to like change my tampon on time and like things like that. And back then, um, cups and things were like not a choice or an option And I remember it was like, just like, that was a part of it. And like the severe pain that I would feel during my periods was like next level. I could feel it in my thigh and like just overwhelming my body with just severe pain. Um, And then like starting my freshman year of high school, I um, ended up getting a very painful cyst on my um, base of my spine And I was diagnosed then with a disease called polynidal cyst disease where I would just get reoccurring cysts in my tailbone that were extremely painful. And I had a total of eight surgeries um, from my freshman year of high school to my senior year of high school um, that were back surgeries. I mean, that's what they were. I had a lot of nerve damage from that. I was in and out of physical therapy all the time. Um, because the pain was just like super severe. Um, I also had migraines uh, that were usually hormonal. Yeah. You also got into a car accident in high school yeah. that like inflamed your back issue as well. Like, yes. On top of exactly. That. That I was, was about to say that too. That was not her fault. She got hit and run T-boned. But anyways. None of my, none, none of my know. things that have involved cars have ever been my faults. I know. Like so that is. Crazy. I know. Thank God. Tangent and of itself. Yes. But but I did. It was a very intense car accident that my car actually ended up on fire. It was very intense. Yeah. Um, But yes, it did fuck up my back. Yeah. Um, So I just had like severe back pain constant. Um, Like at one point in time during my physical therapy, 
it was also, it was a physical therapy and a chiropractor office. And so sometimes they would do like things that aren't considered, um, you know, really like a PT thing gotcha. because it was a com- combined holistic approach like with those mm-hmm. uh, disciplines. And so they would do like a massage sometimes, um, you know, and I remember it was her first time like massaging my back and it was a different type of massage. It was more of a massage to pinpoint your like problem areas, like okay. not necessarily to like relax you. <laughs> Got, yeah, no. But it was like, um, they could feel your muscles. Yeah. They could like, they could kind of like feel like where yeah. your tension was. So like they weren't trying to like really like relax, be gentle, yeah. but they were not being hard. They just needed to know where you pinpoint. So I remember I was like, okay, it was going okay. It was going okay. And then she like, I felt like she literally took her elbow and like WWE wrestling style, like boom, bitch, like in my back. And I was like on the post and fucking, yes, dude. I literally was like, (laughs) I was like, and I just remember my whole back just like tensing up. And I just felt like, like, like my, and I just like immediately just started crying. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, like, why did you do that? She goes, do what? And I was like, uh, what do you mean? Like, I just felt like I was being gaslit. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And she literally was like, I literally put one finger like where you are. Oh, She's like, you have that much nerve damage and it probably won't ever oh, go dude. back to normal because they like cut into my nerves so many times. Oh my God. And I was like, that was like the first time I think it really hit me. Yeah. Like the severity of my back issues. Like there's permanent damage. Like it. there's permanent damage. Yeah. And I was just always like, I don't know if it was my family or society or what, but I was always told like, you just take your pain and like you shove it. Like yeah. your pain is your pain and you just, you push through. Oh yeah. I mean the, the it's probably my dad to be honest. Yeah. And also like we do live in a society that literally there's a saying that says pain is weak li- weakness leaving the body as in like, Oh, if you're in pain, you were just weak and then you'll get stronger. It's like, get through it. It's like such a fucking toxic ass. Yeah, it's a toxic ass viewpoint of it. But anyways, continue. So I, I, yeah, yeah. I I just did not know that I was like that. So, um, flash forward out of high school, I get on birth control. Like most normal people in this world, um, (laughs) that are sexually active and going into college, hopefully PSA, please be on some kind of birth control. Our country is literally forcing people to give birth. Okay. Yes. Or get a vasectomy, please. If you are a true ally. Ally. (laughs) Be an ally. Be an ally and get your bowls cut. Yeah. And drained. Okay. That was a tangent that needed to be said. I know. PSA, vasectomies (laughs) don't work for a period of time. Speak to your, you know, providers. Anyways, okay, continue. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So Right. Always go to your doctor, but get... Get the birth control you need. You need to be on something. Yeah. It's like the day and age to raw dog the universe. Okay. Also, I will say when you're, because this has happened, I know personally and to you, like when you're, if you're a, if you're a uterus haver and you go to a gynecologist and they tell you, oh, well, this birth control is better because X, Y, and Z, please do your own fucking research. Yes. Please do not. I got bullied into, <laughs> into taking one that like my provider said was best. And then I spoke to another person at the same firm and she was like, actually, I would have recommended this one because like you've never had a kid and whatever blah 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 um and so like that might have worked better for me and it was painful and it was a lot of things so please advocate for yourself anyways continue yes and this whole part of the story explains exactly that um and also even if you put things in your history some doctors don't give a fuck okay they don't um and sometimes they don't read because guess what 
C's get degrees. Okay. <laughs> um. So also ass- assholes get degrees. Assholes get degrees as well. Yes, people like, and their biases travel with them with their jobs. Yeah. Mind blown, right? <laughs> so, you know, th- this OBGYN is like, hey, let's get you on birth control pill. Okay, it should just be really easy. It's really cheap. You know, you'll be able to take it and explain how to take it. Blah blah. blah. Cool. So I'm like on my birth control. I am having lots of sex <laughs> at this time and it's working and I feel fine and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm living my life. I'm enjoying college, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I'm with my partner at the time we had gone to a hookah lounge, which is something I did a lot in that day and age. So this wasn't like a new thing. I had not, taken any drugs i had not drank any alcohol i had just smoked hookah and we were going to the nearest convenience store in the college town that we lived and you know i'm like okay i'm getting my drink and i'm going to check out and i black out and i i passed out i knocked out at this uh convenience store and this is my first like experience with um medical bias is I was a young girl. Um, I, I've always been in the stoner crowd, you know, as an adult, my, my boyfriend at the time was definitely like alternative looking. I had gauges, things like that, tattoos, piercings, whatever. And, um, when we got to the doctor, instead of being like, you know, I got, I got sent by an ambulance, obviously like being unconscious in in a convenience store. Um, I got talk screened eight times. Eight, eight times they checked for drugs and alcohol in my system. Bitch. I told them it's excessive multiple times that I, I actually did admit that I had smoked weed at that time. Um, I had told them that, you know, that I had, but I had not that night. Um, and I told them I did not drink. I was like, I've drank before, but I did not drink this night. And I was like, and I've never passed out before. Yeah. I've never passed out. That's and so they scary. just were like, okay, whatever. And they were just ma- letting me sit there. And I didn't feel good. I was just like, I don't feel good. I felt strange. And at this point in my life, I was working out constantly. Um, I was running. I was running like three miles a day. And I was climbing like Mount Everest every day at my college. <laughs> yeah, I know. Literally. <laughs> I know we've talked about that in another episode yeah, too. Just a fucking hill. Yes. It's like, it. it's miles to get to like one class. It's really crazy. Literally. So I was like probably in the peak physical shape of my life at that point in time. I was vegetarian and I was actually like feeding myself. Um, and yeah, so I was like peak health. Okay. At that point. And, um, Finally, I had a doctor, no, I had a nurse come in and she finally confirmed what medications I had been taking. Guys, I was at the ER at this point for several hours. And the worst part was, is I did not have my phone either. Yeah. And my partner like couldn't go get it. And so like nobody I knew knew this was happening. This was like also at night. Yeah, your partner, he was calling me on Facebook at like yes. three in the morning and then I had to wake your mom up. It was, it was a, a whole, whole ordeal. Yeah, your phone got stolen. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, yeah, my phone. Conven- yes, because it fell out of your purse when you passed yes, out. Yes, it got then, fucking stolen. Yeah, you went back the next day, and they were like, "Oh no, it's not here." And so that's like, what it was. Yeah. Oh my god! And now you had passed out, so I like did not know what was happening. No, yeah. Um, but anyway, so this nurse confirms like my medication, and she's like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on." You said you're on birth control, and I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "How long have you been on birth control for?" I said, "Maybe three months at this point." She goes, "Oh no, I need to." I need to put an EKG in immediately. You need to go get a CAT scan. Like Fuck. she started like being like, Oh no, no. And she wasn't even the doctor. And she was like, I need to tell the doctors. So she got the doctor in and thank fucking God for her, dude. Nurses always saving the day. Nurses for fucking real. And the doctor comes in. He's like, why didn't you tell us you were on birth control? I was like, bitch, that's your <laughs> fucking job to confirm my medication. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That should have been one of the first goddamn <laughs> questions. But see, right there discrimination also victim blaming and victim blaming and sure enough guys i had multiple blood clots in my lungs multiple i don't know how many they never showed me my screens oh my god um but it was multiple and that is life altering i was in the hospital for a week and a half you could have literally died I literally was going to die i had to have injections of blood thinners put in me um like three times a day and i had physical therapy i almost thought i couldn't go to college anymore i mean it was a whole thing i couldn't even be vegetarian anymore after that because fun fact um vitamin k which is in most leafy greens and lentils and beans um is the cure for anticoagulants so like if you have blood thinners and you need your blood to to thicken up um vitamin k does that oh yeah yeah so i couldn't take vitamin k because it would thicken my blood and potentially cause another clot so i literally like could not be vegetarian anymore from that jesus christ um and i might have people in the comments be like i could have been vegetarian if i did that okay shut the fuck up i couldn't i could not (laughs) kayla could not I could not continue to be vegetarian. Yeah. It's also, also <laughs> too much like, on my plate. Like also like, okay, good for you, bitch. Keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> like, are you, you go make your own podcast. I don't know. <laughs> bitch, like back up. I will Bye fucking Felicia. fight you. Okay. Do you not, speaking about, speaking about at medical situations, there have been multiple times where I have like fucking stepped to a nurse because I'm like fighting for you. But anyways, so, I, so I will fuck you up. Anyways, yes. Continue. She will fuck you up. Continue. So, <laughs> I found out that I actually have a like a blood clotting disorder that is estrogen based. So anytime estrogen is introduced to my body, for some reason, my body wants to make clots. So I found that out and birth control is estrogen. It That's its main yeah. ingredient because it basically tricks your body into thinking you're pregnant. That's the whole you know pill, right? there's more science yeah, yeah the pill the yeah. and some other that's kind of how a lot of birth controls work yeah. oh yeah yeah. No, they're just totally. different ways of different giving that estrogen or, or to do that progesterone or exactly yeah. well because most birth control is estrogen based i can't take a lot of birth controls uh fun fact but i wasn't on birth control i was living my life Ooh, we find out i'm pregnant <laughs> wonder how that happened bitch <laughs> <laughs> the immaculate conception i know i was like you just heard the shame around sex episode guys so you know you you heard the sperm video <laughs> right if you didn't what are you doing go back yeah listen. go back go if listen. you want to like yes. a reminder go listen again this is episode eight so if you this is your first episode you're hearing honey you have seven previous you're welcome you're welcome and so bitch. many more to come oh 
anyways continue like a little plug in between plug ah. plug plug um so yeah i got pregnant and what do pregnancies do pump you the fuck up with estrogen so oh my God, oh my God. so i actually had to give myself multiple shots a day um to keep my my daughter alive yeah, I remember that. um That's crazy. so yeah that was a lot on my body obviously a lot yeah and at this point at a very young age you were only yeah i was only 19, 19 years old yeah. at this point yes and um you know on top of the fact that pregnancies are really painful on your back um you know i've just i've had a lot of, of things yeah it affects every single organ too yes so flash forward i have my incredible daughter <coughs> life is actually going pretty decently my birth was a traumatic <coughs> experience in and of itself as well which which ellen um will be a whole episode like birth and yeah birth i should we birth. should yeah i think well we uh, didn't we talk about like birth and um and birth control yes like we did because like yes that's that i mean you have birth experience but yes and it is it is a pretty anti-birth experience <laughs> so, yeah so very <laughs> very of, different stories a but a lot of talk no but my point is yeah. a lot to talk about That's a lot a whole to talk episode. about yeah yes very yes. true um so look forward to that because we will definitely be doing content ah, on that 2024 um but yes i had my daughter so life was fine and um everything felt okay you know i was doing okay um i was losing the baby weight very quickly not that you have to but that was just my experience and i really wasn't doing much i was just being there with her and um, you know, next thing I know, I was back in like my pre-pregnancy clothes pretty quickly. Um, and we were pretty active as well, like she and I, but, and I've always, you know, I was like, okay, this is, this is good. Well, then all of a sudden things just started to change. Um, I had gotten my IUD placed, uh, because that was the only <laughs> birth control that I really could have. And, um, you know, and, and things were still okay. Things were still okay. And then all of a sudden I just started gaining like a lot of weight, you know, just like, uh, like continuously. And at this point I was like extremely active in my life still. I was honestly kind of more in like a disordered eating. <laughs> like I had not recovered my disordered eating at this point. So I was not eating a lot. And at this point I was also very poor and like on food stamps and, on wick and things like that so my actual food intake in general even if i had wanted to be eating more was not very big you know and i could not afford like outside of what was given to me and all that but they they do not allow you to like really buy quote-unquote junk food either no it's like a lot of produce it was a lot of produce and like Like fresh staples yeah Yeah. and i mean i would like i had to cook all the time (laughs) and like i you know i i just cooked for me and like my daughter had formula so I was like, why am I gaining this much weight? And I would go to the doctors and I'd be like, you know, why am I gaining this much weight? Like, this doesn't really make sense. And they would shame me. They'd be like, oh, you're gaining more weight. Oh, you're gaining more. Like, I feel like it was like a montage video of just like countless doctors telling me like, why are you so fat? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And they would put me on these crazy diets. They'd be like, okay, yeah. try keto for like three months. And so I would, and it would just be a lot about my weight and how it was on me and what I was eating, be a lot of tracking what I was eating. But these were just like my primary care. Like this was not a dietitian. 
yeah. <laughs> like they never were like taking my my thing serious so i remember this one time where i went to uh or i got a new nurse practitioner actually and um i had written down everything that i had been feeling and it was a very very long list of like things that were wrong yeah um I mean, everything from, like, I was growing hair in weird places to, oh, like, shit. I couldn't... I mean, I was always asleep. I was, like, borderline narcolepsy. Like, people... Like, <laughs> yeah, Ellen you, and, like, people in my life... Lot. Yeah. Like, Ellen and people in my life were, like, damn, Kayla could sleep anywhere. And, like... Yeah. Literally, we would be... Yeah. We would just sit down for a little bit. And if we were watching a show, like, she could be sitting up and, like, fall asleep. We were getting tattoos a couple times. She fell asleep. Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's been multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. There's been there was multiple times and like like severe fatigue and I was young yeah very and young. I was going to school and I was working so I was like doing a lot and then also my daughter was very young I mean yeah. this was all when my daughter was in her very very young years newborn all the way until really I didn't get answers until she was about four years old yeah. so this was like really the most active parenting thing so I would just constantly be battling like this drowning fatigue. Like seriously, it was all consuming fatigue, just constantly like never feeling good. It was like getting good rest. And I was also like, you know, starving myself because I like couldn't lose weight. And then I was like exercising a lot and, you know, and then that would like form these cycles of like binging and then like, you know, then withholding and all this stuff. So I was just tired. So I remember I was just like in waiting for this nurse practitioner to show up. And um, I was just so hopeful because I was like, this is a female. You know, she's going to listen to me like this is going to be this is going to be so good. And it was triggering because I had just weighed myself, you know, before the appointment. I had gained 10 pounds within another month. It was like that kind of pace. Yeah. And that was actually a slow time for me. And so I was also very raw because I was like, I'd gained another 10 pounds despite like at that time you and I were like yeah. hitting the gym regularly yeah, three to four times a week, yeah, you know, and we were consistent with it for, I don't know, like oh, over yeah. a year. It was, it was a long time. Long time. Um, <clears throat> and you know, so I'm like crying and she's listening to me and I feel like she's like really, really listening to me and. I feel so hopeful. And then she's like, um, yeah. So have you tried keto? <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, no, 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 no. We need answers. Like I've done this before. Like, no, no, no. And I'm like crying still. Yeah. I'm like, you don't understand. Before I had my daughter, I was like in the best shape of my life. Yeah. And I got back to that immediately after having her. And then I've gained all of this back. I was at the weight I was at my pregnancy. And during my pregnancy, I had gained over 100 pounds. Yeah. You know, and this is not me saying fat phobia. I'm saying that that is not normal. That is not, yeah. that that's intense. Like, was that fluid? Like, what had changed where this was happening? Yeah. Where my lifestyle had actually gotten healthier and things like that. And no one was, no, no one did blood work on me. Yeah. No one tested my thyroid. And so I literally had to tell a nurse practitioner, I wrote down, can you please do these labs? Because this, this is what I need. And she was like, yeah, I'll agree to do that. Um, but I'm going to refer you to a nutritionist and I'm going to refer you to an endocrinologist. Cause you might have, you know, 
with your weight being as bad as it is, you probably have diabetes. This is before testing me. And also, I just want to let you know that if you mention me at this weight loss clinic, you know, you can get a discount on a weight loss program. Oh, uh and I was like, yeah, and that lady can get a kickback. Excuse me. And I lost it. Yeah, that's. I yelled in her face. I said, "Did you?" I just cried to you. I couldn't deal with it anymore. This had been this had been years, you guys, years. So many doctors of never getting answers and like up and down weight and like the weight wasn't even guys like honestly the weight was dramatic but the weight was not what scared me what scared me was not being able to stay awake when i was only 22 years old i couldn't i would have moments where i was in debilitating pain stuck in my bed for days upon days like trying to get assignments done and crying because my back couldn't handle it like these were like like I I was experiencing severe pain and no one was listening to me. And this bitch is like telling me to like use her promo code. Like she's a fucking influencer. Use <laughs> my promo code. 20% off this detox tea. That's going to solve all your problems. Yes. And then I get, oh, I get a dollar from every sale, but whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get a kickback. So um, so I go to the nutritionist, okay? I'm like, I'm charting my food, everything. And the nutritionist literally tells me, like, you're starving yourself. Like, go back. Like, you're... And then she tells me that my thyroid levels are off. Yeah. And that she will not see me anymore because I'm starving myself and my thyroid's off. So it doesn't matter what I eat. Like, my body will never, uh, like, process things without medication or intervention. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Great thing. That was like my first appointment with her. It was literally like, sorry, like we can't do this. Oh my God. And so that felt very hopeless. And then, you know, then I found uh, my endocrinologist looked at me. She goes, uh, yeah, you don't have diabetes and you're just fat. You just need to lose weight. What the fuck? <laughs> Didn't take any labs, nothing. I did a urine test because I thought maybe I had like, something to do with that and that was that didn't do anything oh my God. and it was a very stupid test you had to like pee in a jug for 24 hours oh i remember that <laughs> didn't they lose it and then yes. you had to do it again yes fucking idiots how do you lose a jug of piss i don't know but they where did. did it go someone took that home someone is coming with it you know what i mean like that's how do you lose a jug of piss and i didn't even get the money on that i had to pay them <gasps> they didn't they didn't charge me for losing it they ended up not paying me they actually yeah but but regardless you usually have to pay for like your labs you know (laughs) and if they lost it that's fucking crazy though that's insane yes and this is like a bunch of blood just like it's it was just like non-stop and then still not getting answers and finally i told i was in the military system as well so that's why i could even have access to go through all of these things because most of y'all couldn't even have gone to the doctor at many times. I was just like very fortunate to have that. Yeah. Um, but I was even finding discrimination in there, you know? Yeah. And then, um, finally I got to a clinic and this was like a month before I basically capped out on my benefits. So this was like the month before I was going to lose out on my military, um, benefits. I had a good doctor that finally, diagnosed me with polycystic ovary syndrome 
PCOS. It affects so many women in the United States. If any of what I have been telling you like resonates with you, you probably have it. It's way more common than people realize. Unfortunately, though, you now know that you have this and there is not a cure out there. There are things that can help and I can in the show notes put in a a few um, amazing places that I follow for content and to feel less alone. But sometimes you do need medical intervention and medications to help you with this disease. And my journey has required me to do that. And through that is when I finally found a doctor who was a queer individual. And I did research to find that individual. And they helped me on this journey. And like I'm now slowly, you know, being able to maintain my symptoms at least. And my life has improved drastically you know, no longer am I like the person that's like falling asleep, like during hangouts. I don't ever do that anymore. I don't even really take naps anymore. I get up at like 7am or before 7am every day and I go to bed at a decent time, like so many things, but I am a person with a disability. It's not a visible disability, Yeah. but I have a lot of pain that I carry with me that I do a lot of holistic medicinal practices. Wink, wink. Um, (laughs) to help with that and um a lot of like actual like big pharma level things like helping me with that and that's okay too so i also want to like normalize that yeah 100 um but i I, you know i was diagnosed with pcos i have fibromyalgia which is also explains why i was in a lot of like consistent pain and why certain pressure points were like extremely painful for me yeah um i've learned that like movement also is like a big portion of like my care and things yeah um but it took me a long time to be heard yeah and it was and and i'm still in that journey i'm still in that process i'm still facing that yeah yeah you were just telling us about a current experience where yeah yeah i got i got basically denied some medication and i've skipped three doses and it's a medication that's like pretty crucial for my disease um and they basically told me like it was non-essential and I had to wait for my appointment in the next three weeks. So um, that is definitely something I will be advocating against. And a lot of it is like standing in my own power, doing a lot of fucking research. Oh, I researched yeah. a lot. Um, I talked to a lot of people. But the bottom line is, is I don't have a fucking medical degree. And I diagnosed myself. Yeah, and you can't write yourself prescriptions. No. So it's like you have to go to these places to get the care you need. And, and you like can't, like, draw my own blood. Fucking systems. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's and fucked. or process it and things like that. And, like, I'm in a very privileged position. Like I said, I was in the military system where I had access to, like, demanding certain things be done, certain scans be done. Um, and then after that, like, I am in a profession that's very secure i work in the medical field i'm surrounded by nurses and doctors constantly i read clinical charts constantly and um so i'm able to like know more about different disease processes different body processes things like that so i'm in like a very high privileged place um and i still experience this and like i still have a lot of medical trauma and i always will and I'm still trying to get answers on my disease. I'm still learning about it. I'm still, and, and I probably always will. Yeah. Because there is, 
hardly any fucking research out there. Yeah. You know, with this with this disease, but also like women's bodies and Yep. Um and even those who aren't within like the bi realm, right? Like the the bi gender. Oh yeah. <laughs> the bisex like realm, like intersex. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of like talk about that or like yeah you know things like that so there really is just like a very um horrible history that our medical system is built off of and that's where we're going to kind of like transition this episode um so I wanted to give like my discrimination story or like my experience with having to really really truly like advocate um for myself and then also for my patients and things like that. And we can't really talk about why that needs to happen without like really addressing some pretty dark history that our nation has harbored. And that unfortunately, you know, Ellen and I were talking about this topic. Um, She and I did not learn about these topics in our public schooling or in our schooling, you know, up until we were in college. Yeah, and I only even heard about a lot of these topics because of, like, my minors in sociology, you know, like, and I just finished my sociology minor, and, like, I would not have, if I didn't take those, like, I would not have learned a lot of this shit. Yeah. And on top of that, a lot of shit I still did not learn in those courses, you know, like, I, you know, I had to do a lot of research myself for, like, just from different, you know, people, you know, I've learned from her books or whatever. You know, so it's it's fucked. Like, this should be commonplace information, especially, yeah. you know, with how many people died and were tortured. Um, and, yeah, and especially in the science field in general, you know, right. as, you know, my, my major is biology. And so there's been very few professors that discuss, like, the racist background of, like, most science. Yeah. Um, you know, and, like, I'm grateful to have some of those professors, but others ignore it, you know, and so... And that, you know, that ties in in medical discrimination in general, like, you know, it's a science field. It's one one of the science fields, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's, you know, in this country, there's a lot of slavery based knowledge that keeps getting exactly re re uh, taught for generations. Yeah. Um, So what we're going to talk about now is the root of all medical discrimination in the United States uh, and the worst discrimination, which is how the medical field has really tortured, abused. Oh gosh. Uh, There's not enough negative words to describe what was done to the black people of this country um, in the beginning of our country. But I also wanted to take a moment um, to honor them because without them, And without that sacrifice that they had to endure, we would not have a lot of information as well. Um, And I just... Yeah, it just didn't need to happen that way, though. It didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen at all. At all. Um, But I feel like in doing this, we're unveiling it because, yeah, they deserve to, to have a spotlight on this. And we all deserve to know what's going on. And we highly encourage you to dig deeper in these topics and like learn more because this is just really surface level. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, like like you said, like if if you're experiencing something and you're like, damn, like why is this happening? That's there's a lot of really fucked up systems that back this up, and yeah, uh, that's you know, we, you know, we you can't talk about one without addressing the the root cause of it, and you know, like obviously when we say like this country, we obviously mean like the the colonization of of this land that happened um, as well. So, yeah. you know, like prior to that, that was not the case, but you know absolutely uh, but yeah so i don't know there's just like and like you said there's there's so much to get into and you know everything is such a spider web network of everything else yeah and uh we're not we're not writing a book we're not <laughs> no you know there there are people who have ex- you know other experiences in this and you know other degrees in this and things like that and you can go learn like very very detailed things about it from them but you know we're just going to cover like a framework. And if you didn't know, now you know, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Rightly put. <laughs> um, so PBS did a story in 2021 and it is with a history of abuse in American medicine. Black patients struggle for equal access. Uh, and in this program, they interviewed several black individuals who um, had pretty intense negative experiences within the medical systems. And this, like I said, was in 2021. So these are all modern day stories. Um, And I just wanted to read one of the stories from, um, from that. And it is from an individual named Brittany Gray. She is a black woman. She said, I had to get a liposcopic procedure. I remember sitting in the bathroom and feeling like something like my vagina something was falling out what I saw like protruding I was terrified so went to the ER the supervising doctor was able to remove it it was like a curved metal thing and the resident comes down and it's a white girl she was just as matter of fact like oh wow it was a sterilizer um when we oh no she said oh don't worry it was as sterile as when we put it in and there was like no regard for the way that she put it in or that how it didn't stay there or even what it was. She just said it was a sterile when we put it in there. And the doctor calls her back and she basically denied her any opioids or anything like that. And when she tried to figure out what was going on, they didn't answer her. And that was basically from when she had her IUD inserted. Wow. So that's what happened is she just... That was her account. She felt like something was falling out. Yeah. She was in the bathroom. She yeah. was like, hey, what's going on with me? And then the doctor was like, oh, it's just a sterile. It's like when we first put it in you. Yeah, like, oh, I guess it fell out. No, like, regard or anything. And then they had to, like, put it back in her, her IUD. Yeah, that's a very unpleasant experience. To yes. Familiar. And then they didn't give her any pain medication or anything for that. Mm. And, um just told her basically to tolerate it yeah or and kind of what she was saying in there too was like it was almost like the white resident was accusing her of like seeking you know drugs oh sure instead of just like needing the pain medications like bitch exactly um so that's that's an account from a different individual you know just to kind of support that these things are happening every single day yeah um you know, and, and it's okay to question your medical professionals. 
um, because they're not always correct. They're people, yeah. you know, we put them on a pedestal, but they're people. Yeah. And um, this, so we're going to backtrack a little bit to, you know, how or when discrimination um, in the medical field, I, guess, I feel like that just is not the best word to use, but I don't know what to use differently um, for mm. black individuals, you know, starts back in slavery. Yeah. I mean, you know, science, there's a lot of scientists who yeah. would just create false claims yes. to, to say that like one, one skin tone or race is like worse or less efficient or yeah. whatever the fuck. Eugenics you know? would, was really what it boiled down to. There was like scientific journals out there that were like, Oh, black people's heads were, yeah. you well, know, it was, it in was, this shape. It was a literal, it was a literal scientist and he, yeah. he made up all this shit and he yes. wrote, he wrote a whole book about it and he would say, yeah, the, the measure of whatever and the, all, a lot of just characteristics about people. And he, he blatantly just said, oh, like, oh, white people are better. Yeah. And then he published this book and then a bunch of people did studies like based off of his like just fucking racist ass ramblings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was just some random dude who claimed. And when I say scientist, I mean like this was like, like you said, like, <laughs> was this like is when like the, f- the science was kind of starting. So like for, yeah, like 1400, they were just like writing it down. And they're like, this is fact. And like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It, yeah. It was just his racist, racist with drawings racist, essentially. Racist, yeah. Comments. So yeah. Um, and then of like, if you didn't know, um, part of the slave trade is that they would, um, do like medical examinations of slaves and they would, put that down on paper and so like people knew it was horrific really really horrific and dehumanizing and so you know part of dehumanizing people is like you don't treat them like people and so they don't get the care that they need and they you know you can do horrible violent things to them and that's exactly what they did yeah a lot of um quote-unquote scientists back then would take these people who were enslaved and do horrific surgeries on them and experiments on them and basically use them as like their living medical dummies like essentially as like what you we would use nowadays like they were doing that to people yeah human beings they were doing that to them um and at the time, they believed that because slaves were non-human, that they could not feel pain. And so all these procedures that they would do, they would do without anesthesia. Yeah, they used, yeah, they used to tell everybody that like black people had less sensitive nerve endings yeah. and that, that they, they felt less pain in general and that their skin was literally thicker. So it was fine. Like it was like it was a literal made up excuse for why they could yeah. be abused and and unethically treat other human beings and like you said yeah do inhumane ass experiments exactly and um in the civil war time uh if you did not know there were black soldiers in the civil war as well and at that time they were having a high volume of tuberculosis um so the white soldiers realized that the black soldiers were getting more tuberculosis and instead of putting two together that their conditions were significantly different um and white people were also having tuberculosis but had access to medical care 
instead of putting those together, they actually said that black people had inferior immune systems and um, that that is why they basically couldn't be human beings um, because they couldn't fight off infections. Um, And it had nothing to do with the very inhumane conditions that they're in or the lack of care, Um, which that's what it really was uh, at the time, which is horrific. Not to mention this was before any real like sanitation either. Uh, And it continues to affect us today, obviously, because as we heard from that story not too long ago, that individual was denied pain medication. Yeah, they actually there's a study done that found that um, black children have a less likely to get pain medication when they get a, a surgery for appendicitis than white children. Yeah, like just straight up, they will get either different medication um, or they just won't get medication at all. Oh and even God. if they ask, like, it's just like, I don't know, sucks dick for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and my like, gosh. Yeah, and they found out um, in adults, like they find that a lot with cancer patients that have like reoccurring yes. cancer. Um, they're less likely to get like follow-up care or, and, yeah. um, and not, not just because of access. Like if, if they are seeking follow-up care, like they're still denied it. Um, wow. yeah. Or, or it's like not taken seriously yeah. or they're like late, um, you know, diagnosed because they're not taken seriously. You know? Right. Yeah. They're just not believed. Um, yeah. And we were yeah, even talking studies about it. So yes. It's like that. Uh, it's fucked. Yeah. Exactly. And we were even talking, you know, like, like we said in the beginning, like, these studies are done on people that that aren't everybody. So, like, you know, and then also these lies that are based in racism, yeah. you know, have now carried out. And instead of realizing, like, people feel pain, yeah. they're like, no. You know, and then, of course, mm-hmm. this has, like, continued a distrust, right, within the community for the medical, like, yeah, field absolutely. too, right? Yeah. Which is also dangerous. Like, you shouldn't be fearing the people that, like, could save your life but they're like healers right but they're like but these people don't save our lives yeah they're harming and murdering exactly yeah there was a actually a poll in 2016 of um medical students and they found that 73 percent of active medical students in 2016 guys um they they did believe that uh black people had thicker skin and less sensitive nerve endings which is not true no it's not fucking true (laughs) no it's not true if you take a x-ray you guess what? All of our freaking bodies look the same. We're humans. Yeah, literally. Yep. Like that's, you know, that's how we should be treated in the medical field is our body, our organs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Not our melanin, like. Yeah, but yeah. But Anywho. I mean, that's, you know, like you said with the other girl, 2021, yep. 21, you know. Like this is, this is very today. actively happening. Yeah. Yep. Um, But we're telling you how, like, these are stories from hundreds of years ago and it's still the same. Yeah. Uh, so oh. this is very relevant as well is actually during the Spanish flu of 1918, um, black Americans were not allowed in hospitals. They were not allowed in the white hospitals. They had to have their own hospitals. One of those hospitals was Freedsman's hospital. I did not know that. Um, which in these black hospitals, there had to be black staff, both doctors and nurses and things like that. At this point in time, there were not a lot of those individuals. There was a very limited amount of black doctors and black nurses. And so a lot of a lot of the medical staff was lay people that 
had thankfully like carried on tradition, but it was not, you know, like traditions of healing and things that they had learned, you know, to save a lot of people, but a lot of people died because they didn't have access to the medical treatment that other people did uh, in the white hospitals or access to the medications <laughs> that they had in those hospitals. And at that time, since it was 1918, again, that was not that long ago. Like if you really no. think about it, um, they still at that time did not believe that African-Americans were human. And so they denied them the vaccine for the flu. And we see that now that it's being repeated with COVID-19 that African-Americans are one of the least likely populations to have a COVID vaccine. I mean, you know, you have generations of mistrust. Exactly. Like it's natural to be weary about it. But on top of that, like, you know, access is now being taken away for the COVID vaccine. Exactly. You know, so there's a lot. uh, There's a combination of it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and I was reading an article that because of this mistrust, there's actually been specifically like black organizations that have been going out and like giving communities the vaccine to like cool, yeah. show that this is safe and that, you know, this is something to help us. But it just shows that the access has like been denied from people continuously. It's just another point of contact. Yeah. Um, of our story, you know, and of, of their story, the story that doesn't get told, right? <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, it, it gets told is just not told by the people who are, like, yeah. teaching in schools, right? And yes. it's, like, it's not told by the people that, like, uh, like you know, Republicans are listening to, like, real talk. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of just people who don't really care about other people, <laughs> to be honest. They just yeah. are, like, you know... I'm in my bubble. I don't really give a fuck. Like, there's a lot of that energy, too. So it's like, if you just genuinely have never sought out this information or you just don't know any anything that we're, like, talking about, again, this is so surface level. Yes. This is, like, beyond 101. Like, <coughs> it's, like, 0.5, you know? Yeah. And so... <laughs> but, Very diluted. But, it, you know, it's just, like, yeah, you know, the, the history and the facts quote-unquote facts taught in schools whether it be public private even in college if you're not again in certain degrees like you may have never encountered a lot of information that has to do with you know either sociological things or whatever you know psychological whatever you know so I don't know and those fields are inherently racist you know what I mean so it's just like it's there's so many fucking (laughs) there's so many things there's so many things um I don't even know where I was going with that but it's just like if if you don't personally, you know, have this information coming at you or seeking it out, like you fucking need to, you you fucking need to, man. Like, yes. and it's not, it's we not are just we should this, not everything. be your end your end game with this information because this is like not yeah, this if, is not enough for y'all. Okay, if this is your if this is the first time you're hearing it, this should be a recap. And if it's yeah. not a recap, like please, please seek out seek more out more resources. Yeah. And we will include those again in our show notes. But again, the tip of the iceberg, there's a lot more. And please dig deep into it because it it deserves it. Especially this next topic that we want to, again, another example of discrimination is um, the syphilis study of Tuskegee. Um, Are you good? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm just looking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of the next one that we're going to talk about. Uh, 
for those that don't know what it is, uh, I don't know if you want to. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a, I feel like it's like the go-to example of like medical, um, mistreatment and, you know, um, really inhumane experimentation and informed consent as well. Yeah. So, um, it consisted of, uh, like 502, if I'm not mistaken, um, quote unquote, I don't even want to say participants. Right. Um, it was people, people (laughs) involved people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of them were, uh, either not informed about what was being done to them or others were told, um, you know, oh, we're going to treat you for quote unquote bad blood, which was like a common term of the time for like anemia or syphilis or like, um, if you had severe fatigue, um, you know, so there was, you know, a lot of things that could have meant, um, but so, um, 399 of the people involved, they originally did have syphilis. So they were being told they were being treated for it. Um, and in fact, they were not They were, They were being left to have, um, just untreated syphilis for the purpose of like essentially a human Petri dish yeah. to see like what would happen. Um, what how bad it could be yeah Yeah. and i feel like again this is like this is i feel like you know the main example people go to um there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of equally terrible fucking experiments and you know unconsensual um you know uh procedures or you know series of procedures that have been done on people um and we could talk about it. I mean, people have done, you know, series, books. You can never stop talking about it. There's so much information. Yeah. And it's fucking heartbreaking. But this is just, um, again, like, if this is your building block, this is a good place to start as well. Um, yeah. To start doing re- information or research. And this started in the 30s, but it continued till the 70s. And, like, the people who were involved did not die until the early 2000s. Like, this is not a long time ago, guys. No. Like. You know, this is really fucking recent. Um, and this was in Alabama, um, you know. Um, but basically, you know, people were told, like, oh, you'll get you'll get medical exams and you'll get meals. And then, you know, what's really fucked up is, like, they were given burial insurance. Yeah. As, um, I saw that, too, yeah. Yeah, as... Um, as incentive. Co- incentive, yeah. So it was like, you know, you're, you're just fucking with a lot. And it's just a lie. Uh, I don't know. And a lot of people died. And a lot of people, you know, syphilis, if you also don't know about side effects of syphilis, there's, you it's, know, it's altering, horrific. Yeah, it's like mental, you know, uh, like can't you, you get hallucinations and stuff. You and basically like, like get, psychosis. you basically get like an Alzheimer's effect. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. So it the reason it's also very well known is that, uh, it was one of the only cases where uh, the government like got involved and acknowledged that it was like a horrific incident. Um, And so in 1973, it was brought up. um, They got paid out. um, All of the victims got paid out um, together, a collective of 10 million. So that was divided like within the participants. So a couple thousand. Yeah. It's not a lot. Yeah. Um, also like no amount of money no no amount of money and I mean give them the fucking money give them a ton right. of fucking money give them money but like a 10 million is way not more, enough no 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 yeah way fucking more money but also but like even in 1973 like for 500 people like for 10 million and then That's it's supposed nothing, to like go bro. for their Here, wait, let's, let's do it now let's do the math 
10 million oh yes 10 million 10 million divided by 500 also like you know what's fucked up what do, do you get taxed on settlements oh i don't know <laughs> we should we should you, look that up yeah <laughs> okay so probably do there's just a lot well, of zeros in that and million, what also came five. while you're looking <gasps> it's you only twenty thousand dollars bitch that's not even a car no and i don't okay i don't give a fuck when it was oh my god no because that what was that the 80s they got paid that was out? 1973 73 that's that's, that, that still doesn't nothing no and um it so they did get that money um they also got uh they got continuation of their benefits like that they had during the experiment so like the housing and the food and everything mm-hmm. they continued that in the burial services so they did that for the widows and the children of the and the actual part- participants victims is what they really were of the Tuskegee <laughs> experiment. Um, so the last widow of the experiment of the experiment died in two thousand nine. That was not that long ago. I vividly remember two thousand nine. Yeah, and I'm very vividly young. like I was not in my emo up. era in two thousand nine, uh, and same, same, yeah. Same, same. The last participant, so like the, the the last person that was actually in um, the Tuskegee experiment, they died in 2004. Yeah. Again, that was not that long ago yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Update. Um, if you get taxed on settlements, depends on what state you live in. Okay. That was it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. That's horrible. I know. And then... Um, President Clinton made it a formal apology to everybody in the experiment in 1997. He he apologized on national television. It's like, gee, thanks, bro. Yeah. And uh, really, really healed all those generations of trauma. Yes, and death. right. And then it also For came sure. with a lot of policies about informed consent. And that's why we now sign a bunch of forms where the doctor's office is because of this uh, experiment. It's really, really horrific. And um, like I said, we basically just gave you like the Wikipedia version. And you, if, if you're interested, there's movies out there. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of podcasts on it. Um, the next thing that we want to kind of touch base on and that we feel like is really relevant to what I shared with my experience and also what's going on in the United States um also remember guys when we film these or not film these but like record these uh we record them significantly in advance so yeah things might have changed (laughs) between now and then but it's may and oh when the fuck is this coming out october september 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 okay yeah oh happy birthday bitch to myself and then happy birthday to my daughter I know, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes right, right before I'm going to talk about this horrific uh, women's issues. Awesome. Yeah, it is September. All right. All right. So now that we've talked about like some of the big things, this is like kind of narrowing down. Uh, so James Marion Sims, he is credited for being the father of modern gynecology. Um he was the president of the American Medical Association in 1876 and was also the president of the American Gynecology Association in 1880. Um, he created the American Gynecology Association. I want to say he, he created, he, him, a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 
have no business talking about my fucking vagina, man. Yes. And actually, whenever I was doing research on this, um, they even said that he had never even like thought to like look in a vagina ever and had never done that. And then he had a patient come in and she had fallen off of a horse and she had messed up her hip and her pelvic floor. And he realized that he could not help her unless like he like basically went into her vagina and like readjusted things, I guess. Yeah. And so in order to do that, he like bent a spoon and like put it in there. And that was like how the speculum was created Fuck this guy. so that he could like see the tunnel into her fucking. Pel- oh yeah. Like, I to, love like, how he was it. like, Oh shit. Vaginas exist. Did you actually know that, um, medical textbooks, um, before the 19, I want to say thirties, um, before the 1930s, they had a very detailed description of the nerve system that is the clitoris because it's not just like a ball. Like people think it is. It's a very extensive net nerve network. Um, they actually had more descriptions about it in those textbooks and then it was actively removed in the 1930s or 40s wow. um and then now we're, we're people are still fighting to get actual accurate descriptions of clitorises and um you know proper v- vaginal terminology in yeah. actual medical textbooks it's pretty fucked up that's crazy yeah well what i'm about to describe is probably how they got that information unfortunately originally yeah no i believe it yeah. um so this is really horrific. Uh, Sims, he did all of his research on uh, enslaved black women. Uh, not that like he researched them, like he used them as test subjects. Um, he would have a lot of forced births and millions of like unmedicated treatments of things. Uh, would basically cut into them like they were cadavers. Um, and again, just reiterating, they did not believe that individuals deserved anesthe- anesthesia either or pain medication. Um, and unfortunately, from what I saw, and if this is wrong, please let us know and please help us find this. But I did not see anything about the stories or the voices of those who were enslaved black women at the time um, experiencing these things. Uh, They're just different accounts basically from Sim's point of view and then people kind of like putting things together of like family and and things, but the actual voices of the people, I did not see anything. Um, But basically Sims was focused on the breeding of slaves is what he said. Jesus. Um, So he cared more like that's why he was really into gynecology. It wasn't, for the betterment of females it was to like understand like how to basically keep reproduction occurring so horrific and of course at this time you know enslaved peoples were not seen as humans they were seen as economic gain um so of course if like he could figure out how to like get people to keep pregnancies and things like that you know he would be seen as like a champion of the times which is disgusting yeah he would also take ownership of these women um while they were under his quote-unquote care and he would tell people oh well they have all these ailments and i need to take care of them 
And so you need to sign them over to me and I'll make sure they're taken care of. And then you'll have your breeder back, yeah. essentially. Um, because a lot of the enslaved women, they were, uh, you know, they were actively like having medical issues. But no one can say like if they wanted treatment. And if they did, they probably were thinking, oh, I'm going to get medical treatment. I'm not going to be fucking cut into and experimented it on you know um so i wanted to focus on like two of the actual women that sims mentioned in like his um scientific journal essentially um because i feel like they deserve recognition because they endured horrific things but it's because of them that we had that detailed like map of the clit and things like that um you know they never ever ever had to endure that ever but their name deserves to be known, you know, and, and giving credit to, like, how we know these things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the first one is Lucy. Uh, she was 18 years old, and she was operated on due to having bladder incontinence, meaning that she, uh, you know, would have accidents. She would pee herself or couldn't control her pee um, after giving birth, which is something that's very common even nowadays. And, um, whenever she went for her procedure, they put her on all fours like an animal. Um, and there was an entire auditorium of people watching as she had her procedure. And in his scientific journal, um, Sims had said Lucy's agony was so extreme that you could hear her screams in the other room. Jesus Christ. Uh, she ended up contracting blood poisoning from the procedure because they reused sponges that soaked up her urine to then soak up like her blood and things like that. Oh my God. So it was a lot of cross contamination. She did survive that. Um, but she endured, you know, she ended up having several surgeries, uh, that again, she did not have anesthesia during this and did not get offered pain medication either. And, from what I saw, it didn't look like he was following up with them. It just looked like he was like con- constantly like cutting into them and like having procedures. Like he wasn't like no, there's of course there's no post care because yeah. there's no care. No, exactly. Like th- like they're just like cut into and then left. Like yeah. is what it sounded like to me. Um, because it didn't seem like he really had a staff. Like it was just like mostly him doing this, like himself. Did we've given just like too many terrifying people too much power? Exactly, and then. Um, this one is really difficult. Her name is Anarcha, I believe. Uh, it's A-N-A-R-C-H-A. Um, she was 17 years old and she had a very traumatic birthing experience where she ended up having a fistula. So for those that don't know what a fistula is, it is when during birth you have a hole either between your vagina and your bladder or your vagina and your rectum. So it becomes like one hole. Uh, <laughs> as Ellen said when I've told her that she's like reason number yeah, like, one million blah 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 like yeah. not to have a, a birth like not to have children <laughs> this is when I, everything becomes one whole <laughs> yeah I had the privilege to be a bystander for Kayla's birth <laughs> in the room like the whole time like the whole yeah. we were there for days straight we slept in that room days straight like you know because they because you were induced and then it was yep. taking a while so it was like what 48 plus hours of like uh-huh yeah um so it was a long time um it's a murder scene okay first of all 
all the other stories I have heard about birthing experiences, whether they try to be light about them or not, are murder scenes. If you're not like really down for that and like the, cause people lie to you, people are going to lie to you and they're going to be like, it's not that bad, blah, blah, blah. As somebody who like, I don't want kids. I've, you know, like I've gone back and forth about that throughout my life, but I really have settled on that. Um, don't want them. And watching that, I think like really solidified that as well. And then like hearing stories like this where it's like, that's a fucking option. Like, yeah. you're gonna piss yourself your vagina is gonna be one big hole like it's just it, it's it's a lot so people are gonna lie yeah. to you and say it's not that big a deal no it's gonna like wreck your body bro it's a traumatic experience so take your time to heal after you give birth like because it's a traumatic ass experience don't let them tell you it wasn't because yes it was but also if you're not down for that maybe i don't recommend birth for you <laughs> uh, well but what it showcases <laughs> is like you. You know, I don't, I don't, it didn't say how long she'd been dealing with this, but like, oh, I mean, you know, my, that's horrific though. Yeah. yeah, Like, but it, you know, I don't know how, it didn't say like how long after she had given birth, but she was like, had that for a while, like a hole either in her bladder or, you know what I mean? That's so scary. Um, and that's what they think happened to Lucy too, is that she had a fistula, but it was her bladder. And that's why um she had urine incontinence makes sense she was just constantly having urine going through because there was just a hole yeah. it was just going through her and they're both so young and like i just feel yeah. so bad with like the trauma that they had to go through i know you know and it obviously well and hers was really bad um anarcho's was really bad she ended up having over 30 surgeries in four years Jesus. um until he quote-unquote perfected the fistula um surgery and so he basically used her as like the guinea pig and it took over 30 surgeries and again with no anesthesia Jesus. none at all um so because of her and the pain you know i was able to have mine sewn up you know and, and that's what i was saying is yeah. like like thank 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 you but i'm that shouldn't have happened <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's like that's like it's like literally in the same breath you want to like thank them and like sob and be like i can't believe you endured all that because of it's just horrific i i can't even yeah well it i think and they shouldn't have to it's just it's horrible and then yeah, people don't I, know about that yeah i think that's the problem right where it's like um you know i'm not you know we're not saying don't get this procedure done uh, you have because, to yeah it's like your vagina is broken like you know they did it they half. were like, they just started sewing me immediately yeah but we need to know how we learned that and like who the fuck suffered so hard yes. in the process because like people are still to this day and also i want to you know i, I do want to comment like the the black population is not the only population that has been experimented no. on by the medical field um no. this is just like again like some of the original origins as this um as this country was being colonized into what it is today and how that does really uh influence you know our current medical system but like there have been a lot of different um ethnic race minorities that have been experimented on or you know you know falsely you know falsely lied to eugenics experiments a lot of shit and um they did a lot of that to jewish individuals in the concentration camps i mean it's been a lot of different people have oh, yeah. have been experimented on. Yeah, Japanese people, like yes, Filipino people. Yeah, it's just been a lot. There's been a lot. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, it is a common you know, theme. Latino people, like there's yeah, a lot. Yes, there's a uh, lot. It's it's fucking terrifying. Um, and so you know, 
like we're saying, just like this is just a drop in the bucket. Uh, look some shit up for yourself. Yes. Go listen to you know personal accounts. A lot of things. Uh, and what we want to kind of like bring it back to at the you know to tie this in um, is that this is still happening. Yeah. Of uh, it's very much still happening. Um, specifically to black women, they are, they are victims of, of this medical system. Um, so the mortality rate of, uh, women giving birth, um, has increased 40%, um, in 2021 from 2020 to 2021 it increased 40%. The mortality rate increased 40%? Yes, the okay. mortality yeah, rate, right. yes. just wanted to clarify that I heard that correctly. Yes, so and I looked up what um, birthing mortality was or maternal mortality was to see, like, what exactly those parameters entailed. And the World, Horth, uh, World Health Organization said that it is the death of a female or birthing, birthing individual. Yeah, birthing person. Um, but they've used... Yeah, yeah, very, very gendered um, language. Yes, yeah. while pregnant or within forty-two days after birth. So if you died while you were pregnant or within forty-two days, forty-two days after having your baby, um, that's a short amount of time. It is a short amount of time, but it also tells you that that's like also a, a window yeah. of maternal mortality. Yeah. Um. So that's like a pretty big window of time in that regard. No, and so the average that's crazy um the average is 32 deaths per 100,000 births uh that's mothers dying or or you know the uterus owning person dying birthing person dying overall overall like all, all uterus owners okay yes um the average is 32 deaths per 100,000 births and that information is from 2021 well with black birthing individuals it is 55 deaths per 100,000 so they are that much above the average and more susceptible to maternal death and yes and in infant mortality they have had the highest maternal mortality rate since 2014 jesus christ this is modern day you know this is now it's still happening and we have the highest maternal mortality rate of all medically advanced countries out there. Yeah, we're like, well, yeah, we're the wealthiest, quote unquote, the wealthiest nation on the planet. And we can't provide for anyone here. Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't give basic care to anybody. No. It's and it just shows you that they're still not getting the care that they need from gynecologists and, absolutely. and their doctors, you know now like they're still killing them absolutely yeah um you know i'm not gonna go into too much detail but like i believe it was serena williams um the tennis player she went out and and spoke about this because even her like being a privileged black woman you know she has a lot of her own money she had the best doctors everything like that her doctors still didn't listen to her and she almost died giving birth jesus um, and she was talking about that um, on news outlets, you know, after the birth of her daughter, because she was like, you know, I am someone of privilege and I was able to like get second opinions and like pay for 
like additional treatments and things like that. And she was like, but if I didn't, I would have died. Cause I still almost died even with all of that. Yeah. And she like made it her mission to talk about that. So Dude, fuck yeah. definitely look into it. It is something that's happening, you know, across the spectrum. Yeah. So I know that most, we talked about a lot of like really, really heavy things this episode. Yeah. It was kind of just like a bunch of little drops all over the pin board you know, like, of just little places to start, you know. Um, but this isn't even close to, like, a full picture. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just wanted to address some, you know, history. Uh, I, I don't know, you may not have learned about if you didn't, you know, if you didn't hear about it in high school, if you didn't hear about it from your communities or your own uh, education that you've done research-wise, like, you know, um, maybe this is a place to start because... Uh, we should have all been taught this shit and so much more. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, There's just a lot. <laughs> so, um, you know, definitely like a moment to recognize all those individuals who uh, were tortured and abused for us to have medical knowledge. Um, you know, I, I hope someday we have some form of reparations for that. Um, I know that I feel a lot of gratitude today to be able to communicate um, just a piece of those stories so that you guys can hopefully like have a spark within you to dig deeper and start uncovering and seeing a lot more of these injustices. I feel grateful to have a space for vulnerability so I could share my own experience. And again, that was even like a tip of the iceberg as well. So um, without further ado you know thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us to sit in our cutie club and we promise that the next few episodes coming forward are going to give you a little bit different energy yeah we're gonna well the next episode's not really light but then no different energy different energy yeah next 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 episode's a little heavy too and uh but the november december episodes will be light guys we promise <laughs> we're, we're not gonna give you heavy shit during the holidays no no but we or need to talk we need year, to talk you know just end a year it's just not a time to be heavy <laughs> <laughs> but come on back come on back bye, bye guys As always, guys, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating wherever you're listening to this. We are on so many platforms. Rate us on multiple if you, if you would like. Uh, this helps us get recommended to others, so help us find some goofy cuties out there. Um, and as always, give us a follow on Instagram at kikiuclock.pod. Thanks. <laughs>